What's up, everybody? Three and a possible. We are recording here at about 8.30, June 27th. Hawks and Bucks game three has just kicked off. We're just kind of going to talk to you guys a little bit about a little conference finals check-in, see what's been going on, see if anybody wants to uh, waffle on their picks. Someone might be looking a little, a little ugly that picked them flippers, but, you know, it's all good. It's been some entertaining series. We've had some blowouts. It's been kind of all over the map, but we're going to get into it. I'm Will Starnes. Devion Hicks. Joe Davis. All right, Will Starnes, Devion Hicks, and Joe Davis. Let's get it. All right, we're going to start with Atlanta and Milwaukee. The surprise of the conference finals so far was was definitely Trey Young's 48 points, 11 assists in game one. Ooh, he yes, could not be stopped. That was very entertaining. For someone that had no rooting interest besides just wanting to be right, I mean, I'd I enjoyed the hell out that that first game. That was that was incredible. And it's so hard to stop him too when he's getting to the foul line like that. Like it, it's almost mm-hmm. impossible when he's when he bumps into you and then makes a shot and gets an and one. Like what are you supposed to do about that? That's when you know he's cooking. Yeah, he. Uh, Devian, I mean, what 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 were your like kind of overall thoughts? Like, I mean, you you gotta like at some point just like all right, that's just too good, but. I mean, there, there were some things I thought the Bucks kind of d- did that were pretty stupid, but I, I'm curious to hear your your thoughts on on that entertaining game one. With the oh, the first game, uh, yeah. Trey Young was just being Trey Young, and I think the Bucks just—it was like a failed Lopez experiment. So I, okay. I don't know, yeah, what they did. The, Differently, the second game with Lopez, what talk they gave him, it was like completely different. It was like night and day. And then Trey Young, well, they, they, they tried to use stuff. Lopez like they've used Lopez in the in both the mm-hmm. other series. True, yeah. You know, they, like the heat, like the Heat when they're playing the Heat, they had Lopez guarding Jimmy and just pretty much camp in the lane. They had, did the same thing against Brooklyn. They'd have him guard Bruce Brown and then just camp the lane. But the and and this is why like Kevin Durant was able to go off in that game five because they're like okay we're just gonna have Brown screen for KD and then off. there's just no one there and they tried that with with Trey Young I mean Trey Young in terms of just his jump shot and being streaky he can get as hot as anybody in the NBA so like once he started making them they either needed to just take Brooke Lopez out the game and just play Bobby Portis who. You know, I think we all had kind of talked about it's all right, as a, not bad. As a ni- like a nice player and could be could be useful, and that was the player to play there. He's more athletic, and you know, Joe. I think you even maybe commented it on Facebook or something like just slide slide Giannis to the five. Yeah, absolutely, you have to. It's just game one that was all about because they could have won game one in the fourth quarter. They just weren't getting the rebounds. Like you, you can't let Josh Collins jump over Giannis and get rebounds. Like, come on, man. I know. He's a good rebounder, but you got but they just were not rebounding. Specifically, a good offensive rebounder. He is one of the league's best offensive rebounders. But I agree. Well, because I think was it the end of the third or the beginning of the? I think it was the beginning of the fourth. The Bucks started. The Bucks made a run. They did, and I think they kind of thought that the Hawks would just kind of go away. Yeah, fold after that. But Trey Young went going. He's getting off. Low key, great passer. It yeah, was amazing, amazing, great passer. He he was he was doing every he was in one of those zones where everything was 
was just working. Like he was I, seeing I, the floor exactly. perfectly. And I, I like when he doesn't shoot those long range threes. When he's actually driving into the lane and then taking threes later on, that's when he's better. But when he's shooting those shots like he's Steph Curry, he's not Steph. He's a totally different type of player. So I just like when he's attacking because he's really good at passing. Yeah, he's too fast. Like, his first step is just impossible to stop. And once he keeps attacking, he can drive, he can do whatever he wants. And it's just like when he does that, he can just score 50 every yep. time. Because you can't touch him. He's little. You bump him, they're going to call a foul every time because he's undersized. Yeah, they don't really have an answer for him. It's just he just shot badly the last game. That was it. But they, Drew guess, Holiday like, definitely had a better – Drew Holiday played yeah. much better too. He, I agree. In game one, like, I don't really understand because, like, someone like Trey Young, you never want to get unattached to. And, like, Drew Holiday was very unattached on defense for some reason. Combined with they were doing it, they were switching quite a bit. Yep. And I, I, I don't really understand. Like, I think Joe and I had talked about this in our group chat, but I was just, you know, like, when you have a Drew Holiday on your team, like, that is a strength on defense that you can throw Drew start. Holiday at somebody that's hot. If you just start switching everything, you just let them move mm-hmm. Drew Holiday to to the most irrelevant player on their offense. So you kind of lose one of your strengths there. So I think they did a better job not switching as much. Holiday did a better job of just forcing Trey to take the screen. Like it makes it a little harder to defend mm-hmm. it perfectly, but you don't see those plays like you know the the big famous play of Game One where Trey starts dribbling towards the screen and then crossed Drew Holiday real quick. And Drew just started mm-hmm. running the whole wrong way. And then Trey Young, you know, ah, and then, and then drilled that three, you know, like Drew Holiday said, okay, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not going to do that to me. But, but when you look at the Bucks, that's what they did all regular season. They did, they switched. They were very lax on defense all regular season compared to what they were the last few years. And they shot a lot of jump shots and threes. You see in the playoffs, when they lose games, it's because they revert back to what they did in the regular season. And when they win games is when Budenholzer actually makes an adjustment. So we'll see if they stick to the adjustments or if they revert back to what they did in the regular season. Yeah, I kind of get it for this regular season, you know, with the condensed schedule and shortened off season. Like, it makes sense. Like, don't do the thing that's going to be, like, physically grueling on your on your team. I get that. But, yeah, in the playoffs, like, all right, like, fuck all that. Like, you, gotta, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Check ball, like you gotta, you gotta kind of step up there. And it kind of hurts that when it's a close game, I don't really have that much faith in the Bucks to win a close game because who's their closer? It's Chris Middleton. Like you can't give in the last two minutes. Oh, you man. really can't. Call, get... Look, you cannot call a play for Giannis in the last two minutes because they're gonna foul him. He may make one to two, but they're gonna foul him, so you can't even call a play for him. Giannis actually made two big free throws in that game one. He it was like seven yeah. seconds left, and he he drilled both of them to make it a one point game. But Devion, let me ask you about this. Devion, I want I want to get your opinion on this. So, Chris Middleton, like you know, Joe identified it in our semis. He's kind of like the guy that is going to determine how far or how far the Bucks do or don't go. Like his play varies a lot. What do you want to see from? Because even in their blowout, he wasn't really that great. It's like, what do you, what do you think? What, what's the change that the Bucks need to make to get Middleton going? Because they're going to need him if they want to win a championship. Uh, so I was thinking about that the other day, and I'm kind of confused with him because 
you, I can understand why he's missing those shots because he is playing hard defense on the other end. He's got to guard one number one no, or number is. two. You know, so now he has no legs under him. Um, so I think the best thing to do is just just I don't know if I want to say this, but it might have to be if you want more out of him for offensive. <laughs> offensively, you probably need to not play him so much on like the number one and number two options or keep switching, keep switching. Go ahead and keep, say keep, it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Put Drew Holiday on him. Go ahead and say it. The former yeah. defensive player of the year needs to guard somebody. <laughs> uh, Giannis needs to guard somebody. I know he's doing a lot on offense, but Giannis got to guard somebody every now yeah, and then. Because I think, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't want to say it, but yeah. I think Giannis low-key, He's got you know, more you know what I think really hurts than them everybody here too? else, so he needs to yeah. play more defense. The DiVincenzo really. loss, I think, is playing a big I role in this. Too, because he's a very good defender, and he's somebody yeah. that traditionally could have done, like, could have taken some of that load off of Middleton. Now Middleton's been having to, yeah, you know, it's like Middleton's going to have to take some more of that defensive share. Yeah, yeah. But, man, like, I just. Every time – there's certain players – like I was getting – I would get annoyed this year, for example, when I was watching the Heat play. I would get annoyed with Tyler Hero sometimes because I felt like Hero would like refuse to take the easy shot. Like it always had to turn into like dribble, dribble, move, jump top shot. Two, in, to get top instead two. of just coming off of a – you know, get the ball, come off a screen, and just pull up. Like when Middleton does that, he's he's – pretty unguardable. I mean, he's mm-hmm. tall dude, releases the ball real high like I just I just wish he would take some simpler shots early in the game. So then later in the game if he needs Skip to some. try and saw somebody up then you know he can saw somebody up and get a bucket. But he's in such a funk right now like bro, just take the easy shot. Like it's Steve. every and Budenholzer get mm. him some easy shots. Like run <laughs> something yeah, like God. for him. You know, but like, yeah. that, that just doesn't really seem to be. And that's the problem too. Thing. It seems like dude is not adjusting. He not, you know, you, it seems like he's taking the same shots in the beginning of the game and at the end. He's not adjusting. Yep. He's doing yeah, like you said, one two, two shoot. He was like, I'm, I know I have to play lock up defense. Let me try to take this okay shot. That's really, really not a good shot. He just can make them. It, just be real yeah. with you. So. That, yeah, they got to stop using him as much on defense because when they don't use – well, even well, if you they know use hard, him, though, when he produces, the they who's, blow him out. Who's their two? Who's their two? John Collins. Probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the wing players that Chris uh, Middleton – Gallinari. Gallinari or Bogdanovich. Yeah, it has to be. Like, it could really be – it could be, like, yeah. Bogdanovich. Ooh. It could be yeah. Gallinari. It could be Lou Will. It could be yeah. Herter. Herter, like, yeah. It's crazy. So it's it's honestly kind of hard to like say okay we're gonna try and give you a break tonight go guard that's right like who do you tell them to go guard to get a break yeah, that's probably why they shouldn't switch like you said yeah it, just stick to your man it's Drew Holiday yeah, Drew right. Holiday gonna have to we know Drew's got Trey Drew Drew go get Trey Drew's been fantastic yeah. yeah. I'm not 30, I'm not, I'm not he's mad at thirty at him in both at games all. yeah I'm not mad at him all yeah. it's just it's just yeah, than I expected. We just need more from Giannis. Let's be He's real. Been, it, it's it's Middleton. Middleton yeah. was the difference in them with them losing game one. Like obviously, Absolutely. game two was a blowout. Like his poor shooting in game two didn't really matter. But game one, when he he was like what six of twenty three, they lose by three points. Can't do that. Like can't do that. 
Because, like, obviously, like, from the Hawks' perspective, you don't want to waste 48 and 11 from Trey Young, but you also don't want to waste, like, 30 and 13 from Drew Holiday if you're the Bucks, which they did waste in game one. So let's transition now to the Hawks' perspective. What do you guys, like, one, do you guys think they can even get back into the series after that beatdown they took the other yep. night in game two? And then if they are going to get into the game, what do they need to adjust to? Uh, for games three, four, five, six, seven. Don't let the books get to an early, a good start early. Yeah, that's it. They're they're, they're fantastic runners. front runners. That is it. Once they get it, once they get it going, mm-hmm. and it's and it's up thirty. That's it. But if he, if he, if he, like Joe said earlier, I don't have no faith in the Bucks on keeping leads. They can catch up, but it's go. It always happens like Giannis and Middleton go get gassed out because they got to do so much to get to catch up. Let them just play catch up the whole game. That's all they got to do: running gun, play catch up, get easy stops, frustrate them. They they can win. It'll be close games. I don't see no blowouts, but if that's what you got to do to win, right. that's what you got to do to win. Yeah, I, I think that's 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 the Hawks' advantage, right? Like, I feel yeah. like if. The, Who's the one player in this entire series that you want in clutch time? It's probably Trey Young. Right? Yes. Over anybody on, on the bus. Yes. All right, just what do you think? I'm Nate McMillan. I'm telling my team, look at the Bucks last series. They lost by 30 to the Brooklyn Nets without Kyrie and James Harden with a bad hamstring. And they won that series. Last game means nothing. They went on a 20 run and we couldn't catch up. We good. We Gucci. Just do what we did in game one, keep it close. I, I have faith that we can win the game in the fourth quarter. That's all I got to do is keep it close. And Trey Young going to do he going to do what he do in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think I think in order to keep it close like cuz that's obviously like the trick here, right? Like yeah, it's it's easy to say like yeah, we'll keep it keep close, it. but what are they going to do to keep it close? I I, I, I think Trey Young's going to have to be a little smarter in game three. I think even he would admit that he tried, he got a little outside of himself in game two. You know, you saw the high turnovers. I think he finished with what? Nine turnovers. Mm-hmm. I want to say yeah, like was, um, turnovers with the, against the bucks is the absolute worst thing you can do. Cause you, you let Giannis get an open court. That's at least two, yeah, points. two steps, two yeah, steps. Yeah. Nah, turnovers last game for sure. It has six mm-hmm. in the first game in the first game. Yeah. But that's the thing about Trey Young. I mean, do we does he really have to have a good shooting night? If he's dishing it, the diamond, I think they'll be okay. He can, he, if we want, as long as he no, gets two hundred. I think yeah. I think he needs to he needs to slow the. I actually I disagree with the running gun. I think they need to slow it down. Play, and then try and play matchups, right? Like we know that they've got Absolutely. a bunch of guys that can go off. So find like find the matchup that's working. Like, cause the Bucks can't, they can't throw Drew Holiday at everybody. They can't throw, You're right. you know, Middleton at everybody. So I would, I think I would, I want Trey Young tonight to start it off with trying to find, kind of trying to find another hot hand. We know uh, he can get hot. Three, and that was on the court in Game Seven against the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, find whoever is going to be the guy that can start giving them buckets. And Herder's been been really good for them lately. So you know, if it's him. Try and get them going. Get the Bucks focus away from you because, like, <clears throat> I mean, he's young, but like, obviously, you have a game where you drop forty-eight in the playoffs. They're locked the fuck in on you next game. Mm-hmm. It's all it, that shit ain't gonna happen again. So 
take that opportunity to start trying to get other people involved. I love when him and John Collins have some screen and roll options. Same thing with Capella. You know, try and put the Bucks weakest defenders. And again, I would keep trying to put Brooke Lopez in screen and roll action. Yeah, absolutely. Whoever he's guarding, just try and try and pinpoint him because he's a great rim defender, but Trey Young can get that floater game going and start trying to make Brooke Lopez well. away from the rim. Then you can start looking for those big guys. See, but um, that's why I said like the I thought the Hawks should do like run the gun starting off because I don't know, it seems like when they do that old Phoenix style of play, it's easier for like uh with Capella to run and gun, he go come catch a oop. Mm-hmm. Collins go come catch a oop, he might put you on a poster. They got three point shooters over there, and then mm-hmm. now once they start hitting, they can switch over to that man and nothing they can't really do nothing because even if it's at half court. Middleton gonna be gassed. Just like right now, like the score is 25 12 mm-hmm. Hawks. Giannis don't got nothing. Middleton got his, he shoot one for three. All right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Slow start. You see, with and, the Hawks, man, and especially. Yeah, and Trey Young got the Hawks start getting those. He's shooting four. The Hawks start getting those alley oops in the paint, them half court alley oops in them. It's over. Once they start getting them oops in the lane, it's over. The thing is, like, yeah, that can be good for a for a run, but I think, I think in yeah. terms of an up-and-down game, the team that's the best transition team is definitely the Bucks. Yeah. Like, playing in transition. You let Giannis get into that kind of game. You can't stop on your head. The so Hawks can only do that for two – to the first half. Gotta, like I'm not, I'm not saying don't ever run. Like mm-hmm. if you have your, if you have the opportunities, take them. But Trey's right. good at that. Trey's good at controlling the pace of the game. He knows when to run. He knows when to. Hey, all right, we need to calm down. Slow it up. We missed like three shots in a row. That's what we did in game one in the fourth quarter when they took the lead and then they lost the lead. He said, "Hold on, wait. Let's slow up. Let's run a set play," and they got a three. Well, that actually might be the yeah. reason they. They when they win or lose, it is low key. Cause he has great like control of the game, and when he loses control of the game, you can tell it, it is noticeable. Yeah, it's pressing. Yeah, you ain't lying about well, that. And and those long threes that he takes, yeah. those are like those are big transition opportunities for the Bucks. Those are long rebounds. Mm-hmm. You know, Some goes it's up there the and just worst time. Yeah. Ah. You, that's like, oh, so, come on, man. It was, it was 19 seconds on the shot clock. Like, come on. When you feeling it, you know, when you were shooting, you feeling it. You, you yeah, like, I'm about, to, I'm about to shoot this. Yeah, I'm never mad at the first one, but he sometimes, yeah. like, well, there's like three possessions in a row. Mm-hmm. Brick Just quick three from, like, too. yeah. Yeah, low key, think he babysit. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he does sometimes. All right, let's transition to the Western Conference Finals. The Suns are now up three to one. Kawhi still has not played a game. Don't doesn't. I mean, we kind of talked about this last time. But I don't. We don't think he's what a good. surprise. Kawhi's not the type to push through injuries. He's not so, playing. He's, he's, he's not, not coming back, bro. He probably so, got more ACL or something. Be real, short torn meniscus. That's what they were. No, about. yeah, they 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 ran the test. They said no tear in his ACL, but there is like some zero lateral movement. He cannot go left or right at all. Meniscus. Yeah, I know that. Bad. We know that. <laughs> Like, I know that for sure. I'm, a, I'm ACL. Oh, yeah, I did both. Team ACL. Yeah, I ain't do the meniscus yet. Joe, you lucky bastard. Yeah. Got your knees <laughs> intact. Meniscus was worth uh, ACL, I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, right. anyway. Yeah. 
Anyways, let's talk about the flippers, man. I, I don't know why you you trusted the flippers, but you believed in the hype. So Joe made a bold a bold statement in terms of Devin Booker before the series. He said he wouldn't average more than twenty one points a game. He started the series off making you look real dumb when he dropped forty along with the triple double. But yeah, it was rough. since then <laughs> since then he's actually been held pretty in check. So without game one, you're looking kind of smart, but unfortunately for you, game one happened. That's because so, he broke his nose. Uh, That's the only reason he what, broke no, his whatever. nose. No, whatever. Whatever. I didn't say nothing about circumstance. I just said he would have one in the series. I didn't say nothing about a broken nose and nothing. It is what it is. Man. All right, so what do you what do you guys, Joe? I'll start with you on this, Joe. What do you think has been the biggest factor in the Suns going up three one? Because those first two games in Phoenix, mm-hmm. really every game except for the one that the Clippers won, has been pretty down to the wire. I'm gonna say Chris Paul. I'm gonna say it was Chris Paul. If they didn't have Chris Paul, I think it would have been a sweep. But they brought Chris Paul back, and it hold just on, messed on, up on, the swing on. of the hold game. On. All right, Joe. They messed up the swing of the group because they had they felt that stuff. They was like, oh, man, we can beat them without Chris Paul. We can beat them out with Chris Paul. And we know what it's like. We've seen people when they come back from COVID. We don't know if he had it or not, where they usually don't play great. He hasn't been playing great since he came back. I think he kind of messed up. Oh, so you're saying that the the Suns would have swept. I think the Suns would have swept. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. No, okay. okay. Sorry. No, I was gonna say like Joe. You know, he missed the first two games, right? But okay, Chris yeah. Paul okay. coming back messed the Suns up just a little bit because they had to fix him back in there, and he'd been sitting for a while. So you know, he had to get the feel of the game back. And I think they, I, it would have been a sweep. Yeah, they blowing him out by fifteen this next watch. It's, bro, <laughs> it's like it's bro. They they got so lucky. Chris Paul was out. D book dropped forty on him. Then he broke his nose. And he got to adjust. You know what I'm saying? The mask all foggy. Uh, can we take a moment to talk about Pat Beverly? He's weak. I'm glad. Bro, Pat Beverly, bro, he, he he just annoys the hell out of me. Hey, man, he, he earned his paycheck. That's what he was supposed to do. That's his one job. This, Seriously, this man <laughs> broke Devin Booker's <laughs> nose and he acted like him. he didn't foul him. He, he broke, broke his him. nose and acted like he didn't foul him. He... I don't know, man. Like the blood gushing down from Devin Booker's face kind of tells me you probably hit him. Like, <laughs> like I yeah, get it. Like you know, true. like like touch fouls. I get like when they kind of can get upset about those. Like I get that. But when you hit somebody you, in the you, face, you break somebody's nose. Like, bro, you, man, this boy got a blind this big on his nose. What are you talking? Like, and and look, and that's what I'm saying. And they um, and they. Won one game, and that was most a, players would have been like, "Oh man, my bad, I didn't mean to hit you in the face." Not right. him, bro. He, he. But I ain't gonna lie to you. I hate it because he against us. But I love that type of player. I ain't gonna lie. If he was on Me my too. team, be my player. boy. Uh, he is absolutely that player that everyone oh, yeah. loves when they're on your team, but hate when they're not. Yeah. He, um. So okay, so let's talk about let's talk about Paul George. <laughs> PG, like I, I actually don't want to get too on. I don't want to get too on PG personally myself because he did a lot to carry them to the conference finals once Kawhi went out, and he is having to shoulder a lot without Kawhi out there. 
Like, if you really think about it, like, be real, who's their next best player? Reggie Jackson or Marcus Morris? Yep. Like, yep. and Marcus Morris has a knee injury that he's battling through. Well, for real, it's been Reggie Jackson this series. Yeah, this series has been Reggie Jackson. But I'm just saying, it's supposed to be, supposed to be yeah. the next one, you know. And Terrence Mann's had some good games. But, like, he's having to do a lot. And, and the, but, man, we all knew it was going to happen after game two. They're up one point with... Seven seconds left, and PG goes to the line and bricks two free throws. It's just like, oh, Paul. P. I did kind of – I chuckled a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I had a little laugh with it because if you remember last year in the bubble when the – the tra- I think it was the Trailblazers were playing them, and Dame missed – one at the line, anyway, and then yeah. Paul George over there, like going, like you know, hitting his wrist, like Dame time, like trying to make fun of Dame. But yeah, ain't so funny now, is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same with when Paul George made that half court shot. Oh, was trying to act like he, like he practiced that shot. I mean, he but... does apparently practice the shot, but he definitely doesn't practice <laughs> banking it in. When Dame made that on him when he was in OKC, he said it was a lucky shot. True. The exact yeah, same shot. Like, come on, I, man. You pay yourself for that. Nah. Dame just shot that shit on you. All right. So let me – this is what I'm going to ask you guys. I need a percentage. Percentage blame for Paul George. Oh, man. He really can't. He got lucky. He can't really take that much blame. Uh, he really – that team is not good. They need a facilitator. Without Kawhi Leonard, is really, is really not much out there. I can't put too much blame on I give him – Twenty percent, just because he is the star player. Devian, it's my thing. Can you hear me? Twenty. Yes, sir. Uh, man, yeah, we got. Like, man, I kept muting. I'm muting. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try not to be biased. He, he, he did. He did good. I ain't gonna lie. Even when he wasn't making his shots, he still found a way to get to the at least get to the free throw line because he's shooting terrible from the field goal. But he is a certified bum for missing both them free throws. And the funny thing about it, and I ain't even going to cap you down. The funny thing about it, I watched that with the homies, and I told, I'm told, i talking about I said exactly play by play what was going to happen. I said, he going to miss both of them. Watch. And he said, boom. I said, oh, he going to make this. I said, he missing both of them. And so how you, I said, bro, I'm a fan of Paul George. I've watched him play so much. I said, he going to blow this game. I said he's gonna be literally gonna be the number one option. He's gonna seem like he's doing, he's scoring all these points, shooting terrible field goal percentage, but they gonna overlook it because he does the same things James Harden's doing right now, getting to the free throw line, missing crucial moments. He, bro, he get all the blame. F that. Like he, he knows like if they win or lose, it's gonna be because of him. <laughs> it's literally because of him. If he makes both he those free throws, that. realistically, they probably win that game. Let's just be real. You you saying some motivation? I mean, it's a momentum suit. Yeah, like when uh, Jr. Smith can't take the shot, he just kept the rebound and passed it out. Yeah, so like when he missed both those, you saw right on his face. It was just like, oh, it's over, it's over. over. But if he made both of that, you look at so like when the Bucks play, you notice like when that like the backs against the wall, you can see it on the Bucks like they can't hide. They like, oh, we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And now you got to go to what? not I'm yeah, but yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. go and yeah, watch like the Clippers and look Paul George like I blew this. Next game go come, it was like, Yeah, you gotta win this game. He took advantage of it because of a 
COVID CP3. And then the next game came back, they blew it again. Because <laughs> he shot terrible, <laughs> had 27 or something again, shot like 25%, did the exact same style of play. The only difference was Chris Paul came back, like you said. Chris Paul don't come back, they probably win in four. Maybe. We'll see. They, they suck, bro. Maybe. They just we'll see, but... I don't believe in the hype. It's over tomorrow, <laughs> bro. It's over. 4-1. Uh, so you're saying they're blowing it up? They're blowing it up then? It, bro, it's the Suns Everybody... are the champions. They are going to win it all. The only way they oh, do no, not no. win it all is if something freaky like what's been happening oh, no. with the Suns keeps if, happening. If Giannis don't win it, <laughs> Giannis got to win it. You know that thing about it? Giannis, you're the best in the world. You keep saying you're the best in the world. You got to win it. See, that's the thing no, about he it. Said, he, said, he, just, he just said KD is the best in the world. He already yeah. told us. He already yeah, told us. Yeah, he's a I'm going to go – I'm with Joe on this one. I'm going to go 20% for PG. He's had his opportunities. But at the end of the day, like, I just yeah, – I might have to up it a little bit. I'll go thirty-three percent. I'll give Kawhi him a third. is the only answer. Let's just be real. Come on, let's just keep it. Real. I'll give him a third of the pie, just because he did cost them game two late game. Like he did, did some good stuff to get them into that position and had some nice clutch buckets. I'm not trying to overlook that, but like you said, if he makes those, you know, Devin Booker was off. Like they just, you know, they weren't. They weren't. I don't. They missed. They took a three anyways and missed it. Um so, yeah, I, he, he's got to take blame for that. And game four is just like that's the game. If you're going to be a superstar, you got to find a way to get that one home. Devin Booker fouls out. Like it was at the end, it was PG versus Chris Paul, and he missed some more free throws in that game. At the end, it's just like, damn, bro, like what are you doing? Like you got to. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's Paul but George. what's crazy is like that that just wasn't Paul George when he was in Indiana. Like those Pacers Heat games, Thank like he was he was a he was a bad motherfucker in those games. Like that, he was like he was pushing the Heat more than really anybody wow. could push him. You want to hear something crazy? I just talked to my homie about that the other day, and I said all Paul George's career is going to be literally is going to boil down to. Who he was in Indiana. That's it. People are gonna keep hanging on. He's Man, because everything else guy. has been a disappointment. Yeah, he, he's been this guy from Indiana. He's it's over. He's he can only be good if he's the number one option. Now he's gonna have to go to another team for him to, you know, be that guy. This is a failed experiment. It's I just good player that just It's kinda unfair though, too, where we kinda yeah. get to him. A lot of people forget that he had a pretty terrible injury. I kind of forget about it sometimes. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he had a, a terrible injury that it took, what, like two years for him to get back from? He He's doing great. He's just not, like, he's just not he Paul was. George, what yeah. he used to be. But it, he's still so, he he, a He's just not player. Paul George at the very end yeah. of the game. Like, that's, like, the only thing that's, that's changed. Yep. That's it. It's, it's just. Because, like, to me, he's honestly better, like, it, First forty-five minutes of the game, like he's a better player than the guy that was in Indiana. Like yes, the the handles that he's worked on and developed yeah, in, in the jump shots. Like, I mean, he he's cold, but it's just at the end of the game, it's just something's like, I just don't think you're going to get it done, and he just he just can't. Like, I think Devin Booker is great. 
I think Chris Paul is all-time great. But Paul George should be the best – like, should be better than both of them. Oh, yep. Yeah. He should be the best player on the court. He should be the best player on the court, but he, he isn't. No, it's DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just – It's hard. Hey, he's been balling. Yeah, he has been. For no reason. Hey, CP one line. He said he's going to get that bag in the offseason. In that bag. But – so what do you what do you guys what do you guys think the what do you what do you, you think do Devian. Yeah, Devian, we lost you for a second, but what, I think what? Did you mute yourself again. I might be, and when you can hear yeah, me, yeah, now. there you go. Oh yeah, I was, I was just impressed yeah, with Aiden. That's it. Yeah, he's oh, just, impressive. Yeah, he's just getting better, literally as the season. Every game, mm-hmm. he gets better and better and better, and he's adjusting. You can see. It. You know, one thing that no one. One, it's not talked about very often, but he's a very smart player, DeAndre yes. Ayton. Like he is, he he play Ooh. he plays with a really high basketball IQ. And, and he, he may not be the best defender, but he can defend when he wants to. Like yeah, scrub in there, he's just not the greatest defender. But when he locked down, he can lock down. He's not like a huge liability when he gets brought exactly. out to the perimeter, and like that's really all you can ask for. Like just look at the difference. Between how they exploited Gobert last series and how they can't do the same thing to to DeAndre Ayton, like this is this is not me trying to take like one of my many shots that I like to take yeah, Rudy Gobert's. Uh, John said Terrence Mann ain't gonna dunk on him like he did Rudy. No, <laughs> not happening. Terrence Mann wouldn't have even thought about it because he wouldn't nope. have got to he wouldn't have had like a ten foot head start to yeah. the rim. Aiden would have been in his pocket, but. Yeah, he's been really impressive. But let let's transition to this. What do you guys? What's the one thing? Like obviously, be, besides just Paul George making more shots. Like, what is it? What do the Clippers need to do to try and make this a series again? They need a point guard. They don't have a point guard. They don't have they got, anybody. They got who, Rondo. They don't have anybody who can facilitate. They literally are out there playing. Mm. They literally are playing one on one ball out there. They, I don't think there's not much they can do. They needed Kawhi, and Kawhi's not there. And it still would have been a little difficult with Kawhi there. They're not even using Rondo either. That's the crazy thing. They're not even using him. The only thing they can really – Not at all. Besides Kawhi coming back, the only thing they can do to help them win is probably hurt a couple players on the Suns. That's about it. (laughs) Straight up. Yeah, I don't think – Bro, you can't – This dude, Devin Booker, dropped 40, and you can see when he hurt his nose, it was a clear difference in his game. Dropped 20-something. Then Chris Paul came back. They both got 15 a pop. And what they lose by, like, 15 or 20, they come back. He scores 20. You still see he's shooting poor. His shot's being affected, and y'all can't beat him. Y'all got to hurt somebody. And you can't win. Like, yeah, you got to – somebody – you got to send Pat back out there to go, go, go finish the job, bro. Because they, like, COVID can't stop – the sun, a broken nose can't stop it. <laughs> it's over, bro. It's done. Like it's over. Yeah, it's, I, I think I, Joe. I think you kind of hit it. I think you hit the nail on the head with they got to stop playing so much one-on-one basketball. Too and much. So this is where I'm going to take a little thing. Like the media's been running with this. Ty Lue is like maybe the best coach in the NBA, and I Craziness. like again wanted to lose my mind. Like I think Ty Lue's a good coach, but. Like, this has kind of been his M.O. Like, even with the Cavaliers, with LeBron and Kyrie, they just play a bunch of one-on-one. Like, that's not coaching. Like, I think he's a good motivator, and I think he 
he's good at communicating with players because he had a long NBA career. So he understands to a much higher degree what they're going through than a lot of coaches can. But you, I, you gotta be, you, you gotta have some X's and O's too. And it, it's just so much either ISO for PG or put someone in a pick and roll. Like there's not a lot else that gets drawn up. And when, especially when Paul George is struggling like this, like you need to get, you need to get, a Reggie Jackson going, a Luke Kennard going. Luke Kennard, run some plays for him. Like that's a that's a like that's a high I, that's a high IQ basketball player, Luke Kennard. Like they got they do have a bunch of high man, IQ guys. You just said that because he went to Duke. Get out of here, man. High IQ player. He is a high IQ player. Get out of here. They did in Detroit. Yeah, you see what they did in Detroit? They say bye bye. <laughs> paid. The Clippers paid him. So yeah, the Clippers paid him. Flip is crazy. Come on, man. High Yo, IQ player. He's a good player. player. Yeah, you just so, so is, is Luke Kennard is Luke Kennard a good basketball player because of his athleticism? No. Alright, then what makes him a good basketball player? Because he can shoot. He ain't that good of a shooter. I mean, I don't know then. You're right. I don't yeah, know. High IQ, I know. This boy Hayden. He knows how to play basketball, that's why. Hey, man, Yo, I got a question for y'all. But end of the day, they need to, they need to get those other guys going. They do. They're gonna have to do that with offense, not ISO. So let me ask, you uh, meet yourself again. Yeah. You get, you get, you get. Uh, no, because I, I was I was looking at these stats and stuff. So yeah, Reggie Jackson doing what he's supposed to do. Paul George, he probably should take five less shots, give them to somebody else, and. If they hit it, like Zubak, let's talk about Zubak for a second. <laughs> like, who is this? Like, Zubak, I guess this is what we wanted from him when he was on the Lakers. Because I'm like, who but is this dude? Sometime. He show flashes sometimes in the next game. You be like, this dude is a bum. Man, man 13 and 14, they lose by four. He can't be your third <laughs> <laughs> like if man, like real talk, if man, if Paul George took like five less shots and man took five more shots, I think that'd be better off. Because yeah, they man, so he just scored forty in a game seven. How do y'all not run more plays? They got it. How do y'all they, not get him involved? Yeah, they got to pass the torch because, to him. Like, because they didn't run plays to. from in that game. All no. they did was use him with, a, and they had him put Rudy Gobert in a screen and roll. They yeah, just think- manipulated Rudy. Like, that's all they did. They didn't do anything special for Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann's not that kind of guy to no, go isolate he's... with. Like, he's a guy that you can run stuff for. Like, get him. Like, when you got a young guy like that and he just had a big game, you think the Miami Heat wouldn't have ran a bunch of plays for Tyler Hero the next game after he had a big game like that? Uh, exactly. But, that's, but to see the Heat play yeah. completely different. The Heat yeah, runs yeah, yeah. run offense. They don't just that's do true. ISO that's ball. True. That's fair. But, yeah, like, get that man off some scre- – like, curling him, off some screens and give him the ball in the move. Like, get him – yeah, he's athletic. Like, dude's a – should be, like, a nice little budding player for them, but I have a feeling they're not going to develop him very well. No, they're – And that's another thing. If Ty Lue wants to be mentioned in best coaches in the league, he's got to be able to develop players, not just and work with veterans. See, did you see Steve Ballmer? You see how he looked at the last game? Boy, <laughs> 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 man, they better get it together. Man, see that's the thing about it too. With what is it, man? I'm so mad at them because he he. If you if I'm being real, like when I'm watching him play, it, I'm I might be stretching a little bit, but 
it seems like he is what they want Rondo and Pat Beverly to be in one player. They just can't get it out of him because, like you said, they're not running plays. He's just good enough to go out there and just hoop you. That's it. He he's really just out there hooping you, mm-hmm. playing rec ball, and he and you can't stop him because he's like a young player that's like, all right, I'm about to put the defense player on the uh, other year on the poster. Got my man. I'm about to do it again. <laughs> I'm gonna do it every chance I get. And y'all can't get twenty out of him. He he kind of reminds you twenty in this season. Right. I mean, this series exactly. easily. He should be the second best player in this series right now. Exactly. But he, he reminds me of a young Jeremiah Grant when he was at OKC. Like you saw the potential there. Like being yeah, yeah, once they right. run with him, and then when he went to the Nuggets, you saw how good he was. I hope I hope that's what happens with yeah, he, him. I think if the, if he's going to reach his ceiling, I think he's probably going to have to get out of LA. I he got he got to leave. Because they're not go. They're not even using Rondo. Like Rondo is probably like your best bet to control but the pace Rondo of the game. Rondo and Ty Lue is tight. Oh, it doesn't oh make sense. God. But that's the one that doesn't make any sense to me. You're struggling. You need easy buckets. Get a point guard out there. Yeah, he will and control you don't the pace. Use Rondo. That's what I'm like. Why are you not playing him? Like, just go tell play. him don't shoot. If he don't want to shoot, just say don't shoot, and he won't shoot. Like Demarcus Cousins, I know he's not what he used to be no more. But put him out there and bang Aiden. Like go, literally put him out there to put a body on Aiden, make Aiden frustrated, and just use him for fouls, and then go get easy buckets. Like I think the thing that they're, I think the issue they're having is Aiden is about that life too. Yeah. Well, I think the problem that the Clippers are having with that is they they don't they want Beverly out there to go bother Booker because. At this point, Beverly is in Booker's head. Like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I don't like him, and, like, I think he kind of got it in a bogus way by kind of injuring him. But nonetheless, he's in his head. So that means they'd either have to pull Terrence Mann out for Rondo mm. or take the guy that they think is bothering Devin Booker. Because we saw what happened when Rondo started game one. Uh, Booker. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 40, you know. So I think I think that's why they're not using Rondo. I think they could potentially yeah. try to get away with sliding PG to the four, like especially if Marcus Morris is injured. Like at this point, go just yeah. got to kind of go for it. If you're just going to straight do yeah, matchups, no choice, really. oh, put, yeah, I forgot about Marcus Morris being hurt. put Beverly on Booker. You can keep it's Beverly over. on Booker. Put Terrence Mann on CP, and then. Just throw Rondo at like Bridges. You know, like Bridges isn't like a, he's not going to create his own offense. Like Rondo should be able to, to handle that. Like that's, I think would be like the, cause they go small anyways. Like they put Jay Crowder at the four. So you could, PG could match up with Crowder. True. So that would be, I think the adjustment I would make if I were them. Like I would stop using Marcus Morris in the starting lineup, cut his minutes down, try to make his minutes just as effective as possible. But, but, but if you do that, like he, he's like two ways. Can you give him to Zubat? Yeah. Like he's, he's both ways. So now <laughs> you got a two way player, especially like Morris. He's one of those people like, like I would try to get him. In, yeah. I would try to get him involved as early as possible. Every game. Cause once he starts hitting threes, the yeah, momentum. I, I think switches. move him to the move him to the bench unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, that's what I'm let let him like, run with the yeah, bench, that's, that's like cool. the bench, the second unit to just be the scorer. Yeah, Once you pass the ball, that. he's not passing back. 
But you shooting. don't you don't need him to do that yeah. with the second unit because he's gonna go get the okay. momentum and look at the way he talks to those young players. Like, no, keep shoot, keep shooting. You need that out there, especially in like playoff ball. Like, you know, take advantage of a a D book. He's still scoring. He's still scoring. Like this dude's what, shooting like twenty some percent. He's still scoring 25, 21. You know, take advantage of him. Get in that man's head. File. Do whatever you he's got. Get to the free throw line. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's it. But yeah, Morris. Yeah, I'm cool with him being on the second unit. Get him involved as early as possible. He he a big part. Like he's a huge part of why they could win the game. Because besides that, it's just like. Like it's a second over, bro. unit of like, it's over. Jackson and and Marcus Morris could be could be decent, but yeah, I think it's over. I think it's going to probably end in five. End tomorrow. Give them some time off to see who they play yeah. between Milwaukee and Atlanta. Yeah, because they most the crucial right, the players well, that they nice need. Suck. They suck. Let me just say that Flippers suck. Oh. And I'm glad. Suck. We will they end suck. the show on the never Flippers put my faith in them again. Suck. That's how we'll, we'll send this one off. <laughs> all right, y'all. Let's catch y'all next week with hopefully a finals preview. Uh, yes, sir. Might have, might have to wait a little bit because I don't know if this Hawks Bucks series will quite be over, but yeah. it's almost that time. All right, y'all. Peace. All right.